<laughs> ah, yes. Another day, another great show. Uh, welcome to Money Making Conversation. My name is Rashawn McDonald. I am your host. Each Money Making Conversation talk show is about entrepreneurship and entertainment. I provide the consumer and business owner access to celebrities, CEOs, entrepreneurs, and industry decision makers. It is important to understand that everybody travels a different path to success. That is because your brand is different. The challenges you face in your life are different. So stop reading other people's success stories and start writing your own. Now, you can be motivated by their success because their stories can offer direction and help you reach your goals through your planning and committed effort. The Money-Making Conversation interviews provide relatable information to the listener about career and financial planning, entrepreneurship, motivation, leadership, overcoming the odds, and how to live a balanced life. Now, let's get this show rolling. My next guest was born in Newark, New Jersey. I've known him for a very long time. His cousin is Hall of Fame basketball player Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> While attending college, he majored in economic at Rutgers University. He's built one of the most diverse acting resumes in Hollywood, stand-up comedy specials, Access Hollywood, Rachel Ray, HBO's Insecure, game show hosts, films like Any Given Sunday and Love Jones, which is still my favorite movie that he has starred in. He is on the show to promote the new Netflix limited series, Self Made, the Madam C.J. Walker story, which premieres March 20th on Netflix. It stars Academy Award winner Octavia Spencer, Blair Underwood, Tiffany Haddish. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation, the other star of Self Made, the Madam C.J. Walker story, Bill Bellamy. Thank you for having me, Rashad, <laughs> man. It's just- you know, it's funny you that when you're working hard, you forget. I'll be forgetting how much stuff I've done. I just keep grinding. <laughs> hey, and Bill, and Bill, and shorten it. I had to shorten it, okay? Because we all Yo, know. I'm being honest, man. It's just like you know, it just just hearing you say that that you know the things that I've done. It just makes me realize that you know all the hard work is not in vain, and that the passion for the for the craft of acting and comedy has been my you know sort of my engine to my longevity because right. I just love doing it. Like, you know, it's not like work to me to, to, to be in projects and be funny and stuff like that. And I guess, you know, it's been a secret recipe to, you know, me being a success, you know, in a part of my blueprint in the entertainment business, you know, it's really special. Cause we see now so many comics and so many, uh, Comedic actors are not crossing over to be game show hosts, you know, led by Steve Harvey, Anthony Anderson, Michael Strahan. But let's go back mm-hmm. here. Let's go back to Def Comedy Jam, where they popped off. Yeah. And then you yes, crossed sir. over to MTV. I'm talking about every comic in America was looking at you going, how do you do that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how, how, how did he do that? Like, how did he just jump a lane? <laughs> you know something, Bill? You went from, you went from booty call to MTV. Was it, what? Yeah, and was articulate and was natural. Talk about that journey right there, because we we take it for granted because what we see on TV nowadays, and we're going back to you know '92 when Def Jam popped off and the tours and everything, and to see your brand man cross over and look so comfortable because MTV was definitely you know a white music channel. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it was absolutely. a BET, and I was one of very few African Americans that had a place in that platform. You know. And, and it was, you know, and they took a chance, you know, um, honestly, Tracy Jordan, who was at that time, she was head of talent relations. She thought I was a really funny guy. Mm-hmm. And she was just like, you know, we need some humor. We need some, you know, some cool to, uh, come to MTV. And I was like, 
right. I was in the right place at the right time. Right. And and what 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 made it what made it work for me was because I was a part of the culture. So just imagine, right? Def Comedy Jam was the hippest, newest, <laughs> coolest urban thing that to hit the street. Yes, sir. Right. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> and so. So everybody was tuning in every Friday night. Everybody was talking about it because we had never seen nothing like this before. Right. Where you mm-hmm. could watch TV for a half hour and you know you're gonna laugh every minute of that half hour. You was going to be on the floor laughing, right? Absolutely, running around, running around, slapping people, running around. <laughs> you trying to record it on VHS, you know? <laughs> so I was a part of that explosion. And what people don't realize, another lucky thing that happened for me was I was the first comedian on the very first show of Death Comedy Jam. Mm-hmm. So I literally got all that exposure, like, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. And they re-air them at night. So I got buzzed in the, you know, on the black hip-hop stuff mm-hmm. and then turned around and got the most pop mainstream job known to man. Right. So right. my so my name exploded. It was like I came out of a cannon. Mm-hmm. It was like, yo, this is dude named Bill Bellamy. Because when I did a uh, Def Comedy Jam, mm-hmm. people didn't really know my name. Right, they knew my right. jokes. Right. Mm-hmm. It was like, yo, you do the booty call. You do the call. Right. Jokes. <laughs> they used to they used to call me uh, you you Ralph Bellamy, right? <laughs> so so um, that MTV was a blessing because I got a chance to get exposed to everyone in America. And it wasn't just black folks. It was everybody. So I ended up getting the benefit of that exposure. And I knew I had a purpose there. I wanted to represent us in the right way. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to be no, I didn't want to be no cornball dude on there looking like, you know, I, I wasn't a representative of, of our culture. Absolutely. So it was very, it was very purposeful for me to go on there and take advantage of that situation and end up, being the best choice because you know i started getting all the good interviews yes you know i was you know janet jackson yes. and, you know mariah yes. and snoop and dre and tupac and biggie i was getting all the mm-hmm. everybody that was hot in the culture came to me right you know it so really, really was like that, that was a that was a unique time for you as a talent, man. You know, but but yeah. then you know the thing I loved about it is that you know that's why I mentioned your your, your college education because you came from the corporate world. Yeah, I I was I went to Rutgers, right? Mm-hmm. And and this was the thing I I didn't know I was going to get into acting and entertainment like that. You know, I always had a love for it. I went to school um, for economics and marketing. My mar- my minor was marketing. Mm-hmm. My uh, major was economics, so I was more or less thinking about financing entrepreneurship in mm-hmm. that way. Mm-hmm. And get get this, I, I I did comedy like as a joke, messing around <laughs> in school. You know, you in college, it's like, man, we need a host. I was like, I host that thing. I could be funny. Right. And then the, and then the dude said, yeah, well, come on. I was like, huh? Oh, you, you serious? You want me to do it for real? So, right, <laughs> right, right, right. So I right. started hosting it. You know, you know how in college they got the little, t- the little five dollar talent shows and Absolutely. stuff like that. And mm-hmm. so, you know, we all we all been there. And uh, I was still going to school, doing my thing, getting ready. You know, for my what I thought would be my corporate lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And um, once I started doing that comedy thing, it's like a, uh, it's it's contagious. Like I was like, oh my god, this is way more fun than anything I could imagine. It just, 
I just remember it made me happy. But you I know, always let's, let's, let's talk, Bill. Now. You was doing mm-hmm. comedy in, in Newark in one of the toughest comedy clubs. Yes, sir. In the country. Now. See, people didn't know the backstory. Because everybody yeah, look at Bill Bell as a suit, looking good, no smooth, hairstyle, articulate. But you was doing stand-up comedy in one of the toughest Nobody environments. Nobody understand it, right? It was so funny. You've been knowing me a long time. Because <laughs> everybody, my biggest thing was I didn't look like a comedian. That's what everybody kept saying. Right. You know, Calling me a pretty boy and this, that, and the other. And I'm like, man, I'm trying to be funny. Forget all the looks. I don't care. But you can't control what you look like. I know I'm funny, right? Right, right, right. But, right. but the thing about it was, the best thing was, it made me become a real comedian because people underestimated me. Mm-hmm. So I had to prove something. I had something to prove. I had a chip on my shoulder. And I had the best workout club in the country, which yes, was sir. the Peppermint. Everybody, everybody did my club from... I name anybody you yes. from Steve Harvey to said yeah. to to to, to uh, Chris Rock, Dave Chappelle, right. uh, Tracy Morgan, everybody, JB Smooth, they all had to do my club. And um But that but audience though. That. But that audience though, Bill, those that audience wasn't the regular audience though. Oh yeah. They was damn near they was damn near from the uh from the Apollo. They was like recruited at the Apollo and came to my club, the boo people. They was ridiculous. <laughs> That's why I love. That's why. That's why I love about my show. I get to, you know, because everybody see you now, but that journey is what I love to tell people about. You know, that history and and your history making talent because that suit look that you carried, you know, brought on. That was your brand, and that brand has 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 allowed you to be a host on Access, be a host with Rachel Ray, to be a host. You you know, your your ability to look professional look like a corporate yeah. guy and then you could swing and be just a regular street guy that was a nice balance for your brand correct and that was yes and that was actually on purpose because that corporate world taught me that when you are successful you have to look like the success you're presenting and you have to feel authentic and most brands this is where my college came in to help me create my own brand in my in my career is that most brands that are successful are relatable, they are reliable, and they are consistent. And you have to have that. So it was important that I look a certain way. It was important that every time you saw me, I was really, really funny. Right. And I had to have the same, I had to show up and show out every time the same way. Like I had to always keep bringing it, bringing it, bringing it. But what ended up happening, people started relating to it and started expecting that. So they would say, oh, yeah, that's the dude that wear the suits. Or oh, that's the dude that's right. clean. That's, you know, they, they had something they thought about me. You know what I mean? Yes, 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 yes. And, and, that, and that ended up being a really great thing, you know. Mm-hmm. And people don't realize, and we didn't talk about it in the early 90s, but we were brands. There were, you know, Def Comedy Jam was a brand mm-hmm. that helped us be branded the best comedies, comics in the country. Yes. Because literally... Def Comedy Jam stamped you as one of the best comics in the country. You know, it was really beautiful, man, just, you know, because I was a part of that journey and watching you just yes. break out, you know, watching Bernie break out, but just watching you because you were uniquely different from us because, you know, you were a, you were a, a talk show guy. You was articulate, you know. You looked like you could be selling a toothpaste, you know, selling, yeah. selling Tide, you know, selling cars, you know. That was your that was that was the cool thing to buy. Cause when I hear Bill Bell was 
hosting the tour, you know, Deaf Comedy Jam tour. That was a natural because your gifts allowed you to walk out there confidently. Where did that confidence come from? Was it the days at Peppermint? Was it the way you were brought up? Where did that confidence come from, Bill? Well, a lot of it was a lot of it was the practice and the hard work, mm-hmm. you know, at the Peppermint and having a room to to work out and see because most guys don't realize, you know, as comics, it's hard to get set when you're young and you knew, you know, everyone won't give you a lot of time. You get 10 minutes, you get five minutes, you know, stuff like that. But what I got lucky was I had a room where I could work out every (laughs) week and do jokes and improv and like, you know, make a bad joke that don't work, go back and fix it. You know what I'm saying? So I had a chance to get good. Yes. So when they when when the opportunity came, I was literally ready. Yes. Like I was I was good on my feet. Yes. So like I could host the show because you when you hosting the show, you got to be good on your feet. Anything could go wrong. Yes. You know you might have to ad lib a little bit. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so that all those skills came back to be an attribute um, to help me. You know, seem very seamless on TV. I was and I prepared. Like, I always was very prepared for my interviews. I didn't take it for granted. Mm-hmm. I made sure I really knew the people that I was, you know, talking mm-hmm. to and, mm-hmm. I, and I, so that I could talk to them. Just like you really know me, you know yes. what I'm saying? It's not like an interview. It's just like kicking it with your boy, you know what I'm Absolutely. saying? Absolutely. You know, now so, so, I'm talking to my boy, Bill Bellamy. Yeah. He's uh, starting a new <laughs> Netflix limited series, uh, Self-Made, The Madam C.J. Walker Story. Before we get into yeah. the actual uh good of the show let's talk about two very key executive producers who producers who own this show lebron james and maverick carter you yeah. know these two individuals uh who are showing that being an athlete or being the uh, person who's uh working with the athlete and the uh in the uh, management side and the uh, agency side that's maverick carter how important it is do you feel their roles played in this uh project being uh greenlit well, I think it, it was, first of all, is a lot of reasons why this project was got made. It's one of the most, Madam C.J. Walker is one of the most prolific women in American history. Absolutely. She also is obviously African-American. But it, it's just a story that's inspiring for women. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure Octavia wanted to do this passion project. Yes. Um, teamed up with LeBron and Maverick and those guys and they 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 wanted to do it as well and it's like when you use your leverage you got the stars you got the passion <laughs> yes. and we got the project you and, the social, the, and the social media and the social media yeah because they already know we can promote it they already know it's a great story they already know we got talented actors and we got the stars and the power so we everyone put their put their superman suit on and we made a, a great limited series like mm-hmm. i think People are going to be buzzing about it. It's coming out March 20th. You're going to start, you know, we, you're going to see a bunch of press. You're going to see me, mm-hmm. Octavia Spencer, Tiffany Haddish, Blair Underwood, Carmen Njogo. We're all going to be doing something. Casey Lemons, who is the director, she also directed Harriet. Mm-hmm. So her movie was just nominated for an Oscar. You know what I'm saying? So it's like we got all this all this great power. We did, this is what I hope we can continue to do mm-hmm. in the business of mm-hmm. entertainment mm-hmm. is tell our stories and um, team up together and, and make, make stuff that, you know, like the love Jones, like Madam CJ Walker classics, you know, that, you know, we can look back and be proud of, you know, I'm, I'm happy to be in this project. We're 
people are going to say, well, dang, how Bill Bellamy, Bill, Mel- Bill Bellamy did that too? <laughs> I love it. I love it. We're talking about man Bill Bellamy. We're going to be right back. You listen to Money Making Conversation. We're going to get more detail about the movie. About a man who has a blessed career because he's a blessed talent. He's a one of a kind. I just feel fortunate I've known this young man and watch him grow. He's watching me grow. And uh, to be on my show today is, a, as they say, a turning point as uh, one, you know, changing lanes, my brother. I'm hosting and he talking. <laughs> Money Making Conversations continues online at www.moneymakingconversations.com. And follow Money Making Conversations on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time you stop thinking about your dreams and put some plans into action. Hi, you're listening to Rashawn McDonald, and this is Money Making Conversation. I'm your host. Self-made, the Madam C.J. Walker story. Um, Bill is one of the stars of that project that uh, comes out. Uh, it's just a television, limited television series on Netflix, March 20th. Bill, um, you know, when you get engaged, you start talking about the the, the power of a particular project like this, the you know, hair care business, which you know is so still so dominant today. She was the yes, first self-made. I mean, wasn't inherited self-made female millionaire, you know, in that yes. time, which is crazy when you think about Early it. Early 1900s. How the hell did she do it? That's what I'm <laughs> I still can't believe it. I know. You this know, there's no Martin Luther King Jr., no Malcolm X. Yes. We talking early 1900s, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was driving and around she, in the cars, had the the coats, everything. She was she was looking like yeah. she was rich too. That was the cool thing she about. Was the, she was the first Oprah. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. And so, so when you when you when you when you look at the talent involved, you know, you know, like you mentioned, like uh, Tavia Spencer, you got your boy. See, it, it's, it's certain African American men who look like they could have lived in that era. You know what I'm saying? And Bill yeah. Bellamy and Blair Underwood, they look like they could have been rolling back there, hop out Wait. the car, looking normal, looking normal. Wait, <laughs> let, me, let me tell you what's so crazy that you just said that, right? Mm-hmm. So, the, so just imagine it's the early 1900s, right? Black black people dressed so fly. We yes. were very meticulous right very we were suited and booted mm-hmm. i mean the suits the fabrics i don't know what we had the money but we was just <laughs> clean right when i went to wardrobe and put on this these amazing suits right i felt like i i always said this must be my great-grandfather yes i, I, I felt like i was like this is what my great-grandfather looked like right 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 because when you see me when I the way I look, like you're gonna be like, yep, he could have he could have been in the nineteen oh nineteen twelve. Just walk out the house. I'm just a bit when when it, when it was announced, you was a part of it. Since what's to say, you know, great casting makes a great series. You know what I'm saying? And yes, and sir. you know you know look, I, I, I'm a cat. I've cast enough talented people to go. He's perfect for that role, Blair Underwood. He's perfect. We don't have to mess with the hair. Don't have to do no powder, makeup, nothing. They got to walk. <laughs> you, you, you know what I'm saying? Just walk out there. Just walk out there. Be yourself, brother. You look like, because back then, like you said, man, you know, black barbers, you know, you used to all have white. You used to walk to go to barbers, barber shops and suits. We used to look really good, man, and how we good, approach ourselves when we, we walked out in public. And We were well-groomed. We, it, was a, it was an era. It was a style that was really imminent at that time you know where you have top hats 
We had the ladies dressed in these beautiful flowing dresses. Right. Even the ladies wore nice hats sometimes, you know, with a little flower on it and stuff. Like, so when you go back and you look how elegant we were, mm-hmm. you know, we were very elegant and stylish people. So I was just like, dang, man. It felt like we went back in time, to be honest with you. I felt like I got a chance to go in the time machine and just go back and see all my cousins in there. <laughs> well, you know, it's beautiful because of the fact that, you know, you're naturally funny, Bill. And this is a drama. This is a drama. Okay. But you yeah. always go put that Bill Bellamy spin. That's what I love about you. You know, you're going you're gonna to find a way to bring some natural humor. And that's one of the yes. reasons why you were cast because, you know, you don't want something to be just, you know, like that was a bad time, a sad time for black people. We're just telling the story yeah. about a, a person who, who had limited education skills, you know, had to teach herself yeah. how to read and write. You know what I'm saying? And uh, mm-hmm. was motivated through the hair care business, which I, which, which really is amazing that way back then, you know, she figured it out. And today we're still, you know, in the billion dollar industry. You look at things like Essence and the owner of Essence, you know, is is in the billion dollar hair care business and things like that. So so that really is a it's kind of like a time machine when you look at what's happening today and what happened back then when you was telling that story. That black people yes, care it, about how they look, especially women. Absolutely, especially women. And to this day, it's a part of our culture. It's a need. Um, Madam C.G. Walker saw that there was a need. And her, 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 her purpose or her mission statement was to make black women feel beautiful. Yes. And black women that look like her. And everyone said, no, no, you can't do that. You got to do it this way. You got to do it that way. She had a vision in her mind that she wanted to, to be this way. And she kept chipping at it till she got it the way she wanted and that to me was like the pioneering part about it and my character is i play a guy named sweetness sweetness is that hustler that, um, <laughs> the name right that there used to, the name yeah. right there come on now Bill. <laughs> sweetness come on now come on now uh, i knew oh, they cast sweetness. you right <laughs> yeah they they wanted they wanted it man you know what I'm i had to go put it on them they said uh they needed that person that was going to bring that that kind of suave sort of, uh, you know, sort of dangerous part of yes. what the, what the street side of St. Louis was, you know? Mm-hmm, and uh, mm-hmm. so basically my character was a numbers runner, you know, he, the dude that came up in the, in the barbershop mm-hmm. with the piece of paper mm-hmm. and wrote the numbers down and played the horses and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he was always selling something. Right. Right. But he, but see the thing about it is a lot of people don't get, get it that the hustler is a salesman. The hustler, the hustler has got maybe four or five products, you know, he mm-hmm. might be, you know, he might help you get some ladies. He might help you, you know, get you a car. <laughs> he, he maybe get you a real bad loan. Yes. You know? <laughs> That's amazing. So, now, now, you, you executive producer, a, a stand-up comedy show called uh, Who Got Jokes on TV One. Yes. And yes, a, a very talented lady appeared on your show back then, Tiffany Haddish. Yeah. Now start. Isn't that it, that's what I love about life? You know, when you get to see the journeys, you know, somebody you introduced on your show to the world, to the world, yeah. Tiffany Haddish, and you, we all know what Girls Trip did for her career, and uh, she's exploded in, on the face. You know, when you when you see things like that, because she's not the only one you've introduced on that show to have that are turning pages, and you've done you know the Shaq comedy all stars and all these things. Talk about mm-hmm. just just talk about your 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 influence, Bill Bellman. Just because my, when I do the show, money making conversation, a lot of people I, I have a key word I say: industry decision makers. 
people who influenced yeah. the game. And you have, like yeah. I said, let's go all the way back to Peppermint. When you mentioned yeah. all those names, Steve Harvey, Cedric, Chris Rock, Dave Chappelle, all those people who went through. And I told you, I knew. I stayed away from that club. I knew about Peppermint, brother. I wasn't going up there to get my feelings hurt. I wasn't going up there to get my feelings hurt. I, I knew about you. I said, and when I, you know, I only knew your name, Bill Bellamy. But when I saw you, I went, that dude? That dude was the host of Peppermint? This dude right here? And so I was expecting, because the, the, the club's reputation was so powerful, because he know everybody was coming to the club. Thugs were coming in that audience. Drug dealers were coming in that audience. It was a, it was criminals were sitting in that audience. So criminals <laughs> was laughing on Thursday night. That's what was crazy. Criminals, see, see. dudes that don't, that dudes that do harm every week, but on the Thursday they they, they put their gun down and buy a bottle and be up there laughing their butt off. It, it's a trip, man. Comedy, comedy and music is like a part of us that we gotta have. It's really crazy. Gotta, it's really crazy because he's telling the truth. I, you know, when I hosted Hip Hop Comedy Stop in Houston, and I'm telling you something, man, I used to look at people. I, I, people would laugh at me and shake my hands. I swear to you, on the other side of the door, I, I'd be nervous. But they were so infatuated with my talents as a stand-up. And when they would look at you, Bill, they would look at you like, man, I wish I could be you. Man, you yeah. the, you the man. But you know going You like, almost got a pass because they like that you make them laugh, yes. which, which is true. Yes. Yeah, that's true. Yes, because, and the sad part about, if you do stand up long enough, a host of color long enough, you stop seeing them. Either something happened to them, or they got picked yeah. up, or mm -hmm. something happened to them. So when you see a talent like a Tiffany Haddish Who you brought on the show And a number of other talents And you look at the state of stand-up comedy And you've done so many specials As a stand-up comedy Introduced as one of the rising stars of stand-up You're acting You're on radio as a host You, you do host specials Be a Bellamy You look at your resume What do you tell a young talent Because you don't seem to say I can't do something. I'm willing to do it. But you said something that was really key. Rashawn, I do my homework. If somebody interviews me, I get to know who they are. So it's a relationship yes. when we talk. Talk about that, Bill. I think what, we, what, what people have to understand is success is not always uh, a happenstance or a coincidence. A lot of success um, comes from years of preparation, years of work ethic, years of concentration and focus on the thing that you want, right? I knew I wanted to be a star before I became a star. You know, I knew that I was going to wear suits because I wanted to look different and look polished. Mm -hmm. I wanted to look successful. Mm -hmm. That was on purpose, right? That, those, that was before it happened, though. Right. So just think, I had it in my head that I'm looking at the landscape of comedy. Right. I'm like, how can I make a splash in a business that don't know me? I want people to see me and be excited. I want people to see me and be interested. So I presented myself as something that was good, something that was funny and something that was like, kind of like, what the heck is that? Right. Cause I, you know, I, I didn't look like, I look like everybody said, you look like you about to drop an R&B album, you know? Right, 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 right. <laughs> right. <laughs> look like, well, you know. so I was like, I ain't got, I, I was like, I can't sing, but I can slang these jokes. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so what ended up happening is, and what I can say to the younger or any business person or any entrepreneur is you got to have the vision for what you want to do. And you have to supply a need. 
they, that's how you that's how brands become huge. Yes. You supply something that doesn't exist, you create something and create a demand for it, right? Right. Now now you looking at you 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 look at when I came out nobody was wearing suits. Nope. Then everybody started trying to dress up. Yes. Then and then, then, then there was no like really leading man looking comedians. It's just not, you know, except for Eddie Murphy. I mean, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. when I came out, you know, everybody was like, well, who's that guy? And then yes. I started doing movies. Then I did how to be a player. Mm-hmm. Uh Oh, uh Oh, now, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's real. Mm-hmm. It's like, Oh, Oh, you can be funny. Mm-hmm. And you can be charming and, and still be successful and you don't have to be considered, you know, a straight goofball because you are funny. Right. So you I know, found a way to make funny a business. Well, you are, you are a business. You are a brand. That's the, I'm talking to Bill Bellamy, you know, his work. I, 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 in my early intro, I said he has one of the most diverse acting resumes uh, in Hollywood, stand-up comedy specials, Access Hollywood, co-hosting with Rachel Ray. HBO's Insecure, game show host, way before, you know, Steve Harvey was doing game show hosts, way before Michael Strahan or Anthony Anderson, you know, played a wide receiver in any given Sunday with Jamie Foxx. And like, again, uh, you know, Love Jones, which, you you know, I Love Jones is still one of my favorite movies that you performed in. And, uh, you know, those are those rich movies. And that's what you mentioned. You you feel this type of project will be similar, will impact people because I saw Harriet twice. So I know the quality, and she deserved to be nominated for an Oscar in that particular yeah. movie in her role. And these are movies that they're not—they're not trying to—they're uh, not documentaries. These are this yeah. entertainment, but it's told in a story that, in a way, and I'm glad it's not a one-off, Bill Bellamy. I'm right. glad it's a limited series, so you know you can you can tell a beginning, middle, and end right. Yeah, and you get the chance to um, really get engulfed in the characters and what. I think people are going to love is the acting. They're going to love the story. They're going to love the motivation of this woman in the, at a certain time. And it's going to inspire guys and girls to be like, yo, man, look at what Madam C.J. Walker did in the early 1900s, all this racism and this and that and the other. And she made it happen. So what's your excuse? <laughs> you got, you got, you got smartphones, you got the internet, you got all kinds of stuff going on. And you talking about, you can't make somebody yourself. Man, right. you better get out of here. Right. Right. You know, you, you left home. You, you just left home back then. You just left home. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? Madison J. Walker out here with no, no wifi. He ain't got nothing, no backup. <laughs> Oh my goodness, self-made The Madam C.J. Walker story Starring my man Bill Bellamy Starts March 20th on Netflix It's a limited series, I got Netflix So I definitely will be watching Bill, thank you for coming on my show, my man You know, you know from my heart You're a special man, I love you When I needed you to fill in for Steve on certain dates I needed you for different You never, never said no, Rashad Where I need to be, brother Whatever you need me, I got you, man And I'm so happy to be a part of your success our stories are overlapping, obviously, but you're a hardworking dude, super smart man. I'm glad that you are doing things that are inspiring the culture and giving people hope and inspiration. So I love you for that, bro. And keep grinding. I will. You know that. You're listening to Money Making Conversation. If you want to hear more Money Making Conversation uh, episodes, go to moneymakingconversation.com. I'm Rashawn McDonald. I'm your host. <laughs> 